Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Let's welcome Pastor Ross as he comes to share this morning. Wow, God is so good. Thank you, thank you. Well, what a joy to worship together. It's school holiday time, so welcome for those that are visiting. Well, we, as you're all aware, we had an election yesterday and last night. The outcome is still uncertain, so a lot of people woke up this morning around our nation unclear. Some are afraid, some are uncertain, but today we need to lift up the name of Jesus over our land. We need to lift up the name of Jesus and pray for our federal member, Keith Pitt, was re-elected, and I know Keith personally, and he's a man that does honour God and Christian values. So we need to pray for him, for his voice in Canberra, and let's just pray that the name of Jesus will be lifted up and he would work all things out together. So why don't we cry out for our nation? Let's lift our hands there. Father, we cry out to you. We thank you for this great land. Thank you for Australia. Thank you for the people of this land. And Lord, you know all the competing forces and agendas and power groups across our nation. But we lift up the name of Jesus, Lord. The government is on your shoulders, Lord. We declare your name. Let your Holy Spirit work. Lord, we just pray for your outcome to become clear. And Lord, you would bring about your purposes across our land. We pray for Keith Pitt that you would strengthen him, Lord, in his values and mercy and and judgments. We just pray for all of our leaders, Lord. You said to pray for them, and we do today. And Lord, just make it clear. And let there become a, a gender of hope and purpose for our nation and our future. We pray for that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Our God's a good God. Let's give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Let's face the future with hope and faith, not fear. Let's take our seats. God bless you. Wow, God is so, so good. We had the joy of uh, uh, having uh, our daughter Rachel and uh, Matt's engagement party last night. So that was uh, lots of fun with over 100 people all in our place. And it was great to have some of the family here in the first service. And I got to bed at 12.30 this morning, so we, we run on uh, anointing and adrenaline on days like today. No, God's a good God. I want to share today, we've been doing a, a bit of a series this last term on harvest and, uh, and breakthrough and evangelism, but this week as I was praying and thinking about today, the Holy Spirit just said, just focus on Jesus. I thought, wow, that's good, that's simple. But the more I looked, I thought, well, that's powerful. Jesus, you are the center of our lives. The gospel is a great message of hope and eternal life, but is much more than just a powerful message. It is the person and transforming power of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Isn't it amazing? You can talk to people about God. You can talk about spiritual values and things. But as soon as the name of Jesus comes in the conversation, things shift and change. People either lean in or they push back. You can't be neutral when it comes to Jesus because he's the name that's above every name. And he's just so powerful. Why on earth, when people blaspheme, they blaspheme the name of Jesus? Not not any other entity or deity. They blaspheme the name of Jesus because Jesus is the center of, his, of creation. He's the center. And so the devil will try and discredit the name of Jesus any way he can. But hey, we have the powerful message in this vessel 
we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Today I want to just remind us of the, the power of Jesus' name, how awesome he is, and what a privilege to carry his name. Christians are ones who follow Christ. That's what the name means. It's not, well, I'll tick that box on the survey, I was raised with Christian value. No, it's one who follows Jesus Christ. That's who we are. We carry his name wherever we go. Oh, Jesus, help us. Hebrews 1, verse 1. In the past, God spoke to, to our ancestors through the prophets of many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. Wow. Wow. We've got scientists all over the world trying to work out how the universe started. They've now got a space probe that's just heading in through the outer layers of Jupiter. They've sent something all the way to Jupiter and they're getting these amazing pictures. Someone said the other day, they had an aurora of northern lights on the top of Jupiter they've never seen before. They're discovering all this stuff that God put into, into creation ages ago. And yet Jesus, it says, he was there at the center of creation. He's the one that we love and serve. The message says, this sun perfectly mirrors God. And is stamped with God's nature. He holds everything together by what he says, powerful words. Wow, when Jesus spoke, when he walked on the earth, and when he speaks today by his spirit, and he speaks through the written word, whether you're reading on paper or on an uh, electronic app, the words of Jesus are powerful. And we need to don't lose the sight of how powerful the words of Jesus are. And he's the author of all life. And we're just going to look at a few scriptures today and remind ourselves that when Jesus is at the center, everything else starts to find its right spot in our lives. But if we get shifted off that center, things lose focus in our hearts. Colossians 1.15 The sun is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Wow. We live in an uncertain world in the natural, but I want to remind you that Jesus is Lord of all. He's much greater. I want you to lift your eyes to Jesus today, no matter what uncertain times face our nation or the challenge of our life. I want you to see Jesus is the awesome creator of all things. It goes on and says, He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything He might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. 
Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and in which I, Paul, have become a servant. Verse 23 says, continue in your faith, establish and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. The enemy will try and move you from the center of your faith in Jesus Christ. He will try and move you by pressuring circumstances, by disappointment, by other Christians letting you down. And so you start looking at people instead of looking at Jesus because humanity will sometimes just mess it up. We just do. But it says, don't be moved from having Jesus at the center. That's my message today. No matter what's happening around us, inside of us, what other people might say, what the media might say, what the kingdom of darkness might whisper to you, I want to tell you, don't be moved from Jesus at the center. Because if you live like that, you will have strength and courage and victory and hope to share with everyone else around this world. There's a whole lot of people struggling with facing the future. As some of you are aware, I've been a member of the Chamber of Commerce now for about 12 years, and I go every month to their Chamber of Commerce breakfast. And it's a privilege to just be there and connect. I remember when, they, when I first applied, they had never had a pastor become a member of the Chamber of Commerce. They didn't know what category to put me in, and they weren't sure whether to accept a pastor because it's a business organization. But thank God, one of the guys on the committee was a Christian and used to come to our church. And he let him talk, say, oh, I don't know if we should let a, a church or a pastor become part because that's, that's social work. That's not business. And this wise guy looked at him and said, I actually go to that church and I actually know what goes on in that church. And in all honesty, I know their financial records and they, they would have more people employed and they'd help more people and their financial end of year return will be more than half of the businesses sitting at this table. And all of a sudden they looked and thought, okay, we've got no reason to not take him. So they stamped, that's how it happened. Someone was in the right spot, otherwise I would never, mightn't have even made it. I've kept going. This last 12 months, I've been asked three times to pray a prayer of blessing. They don't normally say grace. It's not a Christian organization. Three out of 12 of their meetings, and Pastor Rob Gillick from New Life Church was asked once. So four out of 12 last breakfast, we've had the opportunity to pray and speak. So I get a phone call on Tuesday afternoon this week from the uh, secretary and said, the president's Tim has asked me to ring you and say, can you pray tomorrow at breakfast? I said, that's fine. I said, any particular reason? I thought it might have been because the election was coming up. And then they told me, the news, that one of the gentlemen who was, had been the vice president of the Chamber of Commerce, that uh, he tragically died. A young family man with two kids tragically died last week. And they said, everyone knows him. Everyone's in shock. Can you speak a tribute and pray a prayer of blessing? I said, Lord, what do I say? So I prayed, just found out a bit of info, and I was unaware up to that point, but others had known. So I had the privilege of speaking just for a minute or a minute and a half, a tribute, and then praying for God's peace in the midst of great shock and grief over people's lives. 
And I had a stream of people coming up afterwards talking to me saying, thank you for what you said. Thank you for praying. We need, we need God's help at this time. And it was just, it just opened another doorway. So Pastor Rob and I will be, uh, are going to be appointed official chaplains to the business community. Informally, that's, that's God's grace. Informally, it's been happening for a couple of years, but they, the new president that took over and the outgoing president, they both talked to me and said, we need to formalize that. I said, I'm willing to serve. So I've learned you just got to speak the name of Jesus. With wisdom, working with, but bring the presence of Jesus because there's a whole lot of people across our community just desperate for answers and hope. And let me tell you, Jesus is the hope of the world. And God is opening up doors everywhere for many of you. And the favor of God flows and increases happening. And I want to say, let's be carriers of Jesus, the, the gospel, the good news. And let's be good representatives of him. Don't be moved because the enemy will try and get you moved so that you're not in the center and you're not ready for when those opportunities come. John 14, 6 says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Father, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father's in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it's the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, when... Whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Do you realize what Jesus is saying here? Now some read that and think, well, all I've got to do is say the name of Jesus the right spot and the right number of times. Hey, it's not a magic word. This is not magic or just having it. Or, this is relationship with Jesus, the Son of the living God, the creator of the universe, the creator of your life, who holds our future in his hands. When you know him, that's when you have authority when you use his name because he's given us that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. <clears throat> the power of the name of Jesus. Jesus. So you can pray healing over yourself and others. You can speak peace into the midst of turmoil. You can bring hope into the place of confusion and strife. You can bring clarity and truth where there's deception and lies and rumors and slander. Bring truth. Truth. I want to tell you, you must have Jesus at the center. Because if you don't, you're making life harder than it needs to be. That's just the reality. Jesus called you, says, I am the way, the truth and the life. The way talks about a promise and direction for your life. The truth is the foundation that we base our lives on, the values and the truth and his words. And he's the life. And life speaks about relationships and a journey together. And we have a relationship with Jesus Christ by the Spirit of the Lord. What a privilege. 
to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ. What an awesome, awesome privilege. And no matter what the enemy throws at you, no matter what happens in your life, you can walk in victory. You can live with overcoming power in your heart and life. Romans 1, 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Now, we can't see God. We can't see Him. But we can see the evidence of Him. And the Bible says must be born again. They were trying to work it out. And he said, look at the wind. You can't see the wind, but you can see the results of the wind. You can't see Jesus now physically, but you can see the evidence of his transforming love and power in our lives. You see a life transformed. Your story now brings praise to our God. Let's not back off, but let's step up. These days, we need to live for Jesus more than ever. Let me tell you, our nation is is at a tipping point. And we need to stand up and live for Jesus like never before. There'll be a whole lot of people this week in your workplace, in your neighborhood, and your family saying, what's going on? What's happening? Because the, the enemy would bring strife, but Jesus gives us great opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. It takes faith. It takes faith. Remember hearing about the little boy who was in this uh, class at school and the teacher wasn't a Christian and was just for whatever reason, was just bagging Christianity and just putting it all down and saying you can't, can't see God and God's, how do we know he's even real? And the little boy puts it in, well, I know God's real. Teacher looked at him and says, what do you mean? How do you know he's alive and real? He says, well, I talked to him this morning. A child's logic unraveled all the schemes of humanity. Hey, we know Jesus is real because we feel his presence. We know he's real because we read his word and we see the results of what happens when we put our trust in him and he brings forgiveness and hope and healing in our lives. Let's not back off. Let's live in the freedom of who Jesus is for our lives. He's Savior, Healer, Lord, Coming King, Prince of Peace and Counselor for our lives. John 1.14, it says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came to us through Jesus Christ. Wow, wow, wow. When you look at political campaigns, there's a whole lot of promises and some of them They know they're never going to fulfill, and some of them are just outright lies. And it's sad. People are looking for truth. Jesus is truth. And we're his followers, so let's live in truth. Let's represent Jesus. Let's mirror him as the giver of truth and life and hope. Because people are desperately, desperately searching for truth. I don't know what it is. Like Pilate said, what is truth? There's a whole lot of people saying, what is truth? There's so many philosophies and schemes and lies and deceptions. 
Jesus was and is and always will be truth. Let's live it. Let's speak it. Let's declare it. Let's present Jesus the way, the truth, and the life. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who oppressed or under the power of the devil because God was with him. Hey, do you know what the good news is? God's with you. If you've opened your heart to Jesus, he lives in us by the Holy Spirit (coughs) so that we can carry that same message. I love that verse because it says he went around doing good. Sometimes we think, well, I'm a a spiritual believer. We've got to have miracles happening. Everyone I pray for has got to get healed. Hey, just present Jesus. Bring hope. He's the healer. If you hang out with Jesus, who's the healer, there's more likelihood that healing's going to flow into your life. He's the giver of life and hope. So if you hang out with Jesus, guess what? Life is going to flow into your whole being. There's going to be life. There's going to be hope. You can't make it happen. He's the giver of life and healing and forgiveness. But introduce people to Jesus who can do it for them. That's our privilege, our responsibility. And what a joy it is. But don't be ashamed of the gospel. Stand up for him. 1 John 3, 8 says, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Wow. The enemy comes in to try and intimidate and destroy our lives. I want to say you need to stand up and keep on standing and point your finger to heaven and declare in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we're going to be overcomers. In Jesus' name. You need to realize the power there is in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't back off. Step forward. Anyone will get you to retreat. We step up in Jesus' name. We step forward. If you can't step forward, just stand. Don't back off. Just stand. Say, God, I'm standing here to see your salvation. I'm standing here and believing your promises are true. I'm standing on the foundation of truth. And I'm not going to be moved away from your truth. I'm going to stand. And when I can, I'm going to step forward in Jesus' name. Because his power, his authority... All his kingdom life is ours in Jesus Christ. Greater works than these shall you do. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, let your kingdom flow. Maybe you're in a, on holidays and you're in a church or a situation where things aren't happening. I want to say stand in the name of Jesus. Release the power of the Holy Ghost. There is a kingdom move of God coming across our land because people are desperate for truth and answers. They are sick and tired of lies and promises that don't work, but in Jesus we have the truth. And there's a cry within humanity for truth and answers. The Holy Spirit empowers us for ministry to live for Jesus. I love the book of Acts because it talks about how the church first started. They turned their world upside down. How do they do it? Paul said, I preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I didn't come with all my clever words. I didn't come to try and... um, persuade you i came to present jesus and the word of god transformed them and the transformed lives acts three sixteen, the man had crippled man had been healed and then paul peter uh, peter says by faith in the name of jesus this man whom you see and know was made strong it is jesus name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him as you all can see Wow, Jesus, the faith in the name of Jesus. Acts 4.10, next day they're called before the religious leaders. 
Then know this, you and all the people of Israel. It's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Verse 12. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Verse 18. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Wow. That's what upset them the most. Because they were realizing there's power in the name of Jesus. They didn't say don't stop doing good works or don't go and help. You can still go and help the poor and the needy. You can still go out and be good people. You can still go to the synagogue every week or church. But they said, you can't preach in the name of Jesus because I knew that was what was going to change the world. Let me tell you, it hasn't changed. And that's why the enemy tries to get to back off or move away. But Jesus is the power of God under salvation to everyone who believes. I believe we need to pray with understanding that the name of Jesus is awesome and powerful. That as we, as his followers, release his power in our workplaces, in our neighborhood, in our households, across our community, let me tell you, God will back up his word and he will back up back up his name, and you have authority when you walk in that relationship. Oh, the Holy Spirit just loves to lift up the name of Jesus. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all people to myself. As a church, we're committed to lift up the name of Jesus every day, every week. As followers of Jesus, let's exalt his name, and don't be intimidated or afraid of the name of Jesus Christ. It will separate. It will cause reaction. These guys... We're told, don't speak in his name. You can go and do anything else, but don't speak in the name of Jesus. Humanity hasn't changed. The enemy hasn't changed. And our God's power hasn't changed. And it is still all powerful. I want to encourage you, keep the name of Jesus at the center. Philippians 2, 9, 8 says, Therefore God exalted him in the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Well, just to make sure we got everyone, not just those that are reading the Bible or in church today, everyone in heaven, on earth and under the earth. Wow. We'll bow. The day is coming where every knee is going to bow. Every knee will bow. We have the privilege of choosing to do it now by the grace of God. But the days are coming where every knee will bow. No matter what intimidation or schemes the enemy against you or against our nation or against the earth, let me tell you, one day it's going to bow. And we've got to know that in our lives. One day it's all going to bow down. And the more we bow down to his name and honor his name, voluntarily by choice now, the more room it makes for other people to experience that before they have to. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. And it says they'll bow down. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow. Wow. That is huge. We need to think about that a bit more. That is huge. Spirit of God strives with humanity to give them a choice now that they can choose to do it voluntarily, but the days will come where everyone will realize that he's King of kings and Lord of lords. 
when I through the, read through the Bible, I see just so many names and titles describing who Jesus is. You grab one of these, two of these for you today. Jesus is Lord. He saves. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's the Messiah. He's the Son of God. He's the Holy One of God. He's the cornerstone. He's the Word of God. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Bridegroom of the church. He's the prophet, the bread of life, the light of the world, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the King of Israel, the way, the truth and the life. He's the King of the Jews, the author of life. He's the Prince and Savior. He's the Son of Man. He's the Judge of the living and the dead. He's the Lord of glory. He's the Passover Lamb. He's the second Adam. He's the head of the church. He's the mediator. He's the righteous judge. He's the great high priest. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's the bright and morning star. He's the anointed one. He's the Savior of the world and He's our coming King. Woo! Jesus, we exalt you. That's just a few of the titles that I've picked up quickly out of the scriptures. And there's many more. Which one do you need today? Do you need the Prince of Peace? Which one do you need? Do you need hope for the coming King? Which one do you need? That he is the healer. He rises with healing in his wings. Oh, Jesus, he rises with healing in his wings. He's our Redeemer. He buys us back and gives us another chance. He's the truth that you've been trying to understand him with your head. And he says, open the door of your heart and let me be Lord of your life. Choose to bow down fully now, otherwise one day you'll have to. God loves us so much. How well do you know this, Jesus? Is it a living, growing relationship? Is he the center of your life? Is he the Lord of every area of your life? That's the question today. I trust you don't know him as a historical religious Jesus or someone that touched your life years ago. I pray that it's living. Have you been moved off the center or is Jesus back in the center? I remember when I was a kid, we used to ride our push bikes. And if you had a broken spoke, you could probably still ride. But if the axle in the middle was bent and not in the center, you had a very wobbly dangerous ride and probably the spokes would snap and you'd end up crashing i've learned that if jesus is in the center everything else will start to get into right order and life starts to move forward with purpose some of you got a very bumpy ride happening in life and trying to work it out one of the reasons is maybe jesus isn't right in the center If he is, keep moving forward with him at the center. Just read a couple of verses out of Revelation. I love the book of Revelation. Because do you know, Revelation, some people don't read it much. They say, I don't understand all that end time stuff and who's the Antichrist and, and all those judgments and vials and, and black horses and white horses and, and uh, all that stuff going on. The mark of the beast and the, all this stuff. And so we don't read the book of Revelation. Do you realize... The book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And there's a bit about end times in there as well. But it's a, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. Revelation 1.1 says the revelation from Jesus Christ. Which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John. Here's a few verses out of Revelation 1 just to whet your appetite. Revelation 1.4. 
grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Wow. Wow, the few kings of the earth need to be reminded of that, hey? This is the truth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. And even those who pierced him and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Did you hear that? Do you understand Alpha and Omega? It's the beginning and the end. We understand that for creation and humanity. One day Jesus is going to come and wrap this all up and bring about his purpose for eternity. But do you realize he's the Alpha and Omega for your life? Jesus is eternal, so he stands almost outside of time. He's created time so our earth works and our, our calendar and our lifespan works. But he can stand outside of time and he looks down and he can see the beginning and the end of your life. All we see is a couple of screenshots where we are right now. If we remember a little bit of our past and we have a few inklings of what the future might be, but that's all we see. But Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. If you really get that in your heart, let me tell you, you will struggle ever again to worry about your life. Because we just don't really get that truth. We just don't really understand it. Because when you do, you realize beginning, end, we make choices in the middle of it that can make some adjustments to the journey. But the beginning and end, he sees it all. So fear and worry and anxiety don't have to control us. We have some struggles every now and then because we just don't see. We can only see this little bit. So I said, lift your eyes to see me because I'm, I'm your Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. It takes a whole lot of stress out of life. A whole lot of worry and stress out of life. Oh, God, give us a revelation of who you are and how amazing you are and how our lives are in your hands. I want you to think about that. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and make it personal. It goes on. This is so powerful. Verse 12, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. You don't turn around to see a voice. You turn around to hear a voice. He turned around to see the voice. Jesus was speaking. He turned around to see the voice and look what he saw. 
I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet and a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. Oh, Jesus looks at you and I today with eyes of blazing fire, not in judgment, but in love and power to melt away the fears and the junk, to melt away the lies and deceptions, to melt away that stuff that has tried to control your life and mine. He looks us with eyes blazing with fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. I love the voice of God. Sometimes it's a still whisper. Sometimes it's a loud roar that you cannot ignore. In his right hand he held seven stars and coming out of his mouth with a sharp double-edged sword his face like the sun shining in all its brilliance. Oh, the face of Jesus. Lord, open my eyes to see. Open my ears to hear and my heart to respond. His face shining with the brilliance of the glory and the love of God. Inviting you to draw close. People think, wow, if God really showed up, I'd just want to run away. It's the other way. When he really shows up, you get drawn in because you feel loved and safe and you just want to bow down and and love him. And I just feel today Jesus is drawing you. Don't don't live a compromised life. Don't live a half-hearted life. Don't live one this day on truth and this day on deception. Don't live a life blaming God or others. Don't live a life blaming the ones closest to you and pushing them away. Let Jesus be the center. And let his eyes of love pierce your soul. It says Jesus looked at Peter and Peter was so condemned because he'd betrayed Jesus. But they weren't eyes of judgment. They were eyes that reach out in love. And Peter went out weeping. And a couple of weeks later, Jesus met him on the beach and reinstated him to his purpose, to his identity and his relationship. There's some people here today, you don't think you're worthy or good enough. Now, I've let God down so many times. I'm not sure where I fit anymore. Jesus is reaching out today with eyes of love and drawing you. So I don't understand it all. No, we won't in this life. But trust him. And look at the truth. His eyes, like blazing fire. Out of his mouth is a sharp, double-edged sword. Whoa. If we understood the power of the Word of God, we would speak it and read it and devour it much more. Changes our lives. When I saw him, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and says, Do not be afraid. 
For I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and of Hades. Let's stand in his presence. Jesus. Jesus. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just let his presence. I just feel his love shining on people's hearts right now. Oh, just lift your hands to heaven for a moment. The presence of Jesus is here. Some of you need healing. Well, Jesus carries healing in his wings. Some of you need fresh hope right now, and it's coming. Just as you listen to the word, it's like it's washed. The word's been washing your soul and giving you hope. Oh, breathe on us right now, I pray. Breathe on us by your spirit. Lord, breathe life on us right now. God, just breathe this truth in our hearts today. Your eyes are blazing with love and fire and hope for our souls. Your words coming out of your mouth like a sharp two-edged cutting off all the stuff that has tried to destroy and limit you. The addictions and strongholds and habits and weaknesses that plague your life. Jesus, just breathe on us right now. Oh, just sweep over this place right now. Oh, God. Let him be the center. If you say, well, I'm not sure if he's been the center, why don't you right where you are, make an altar before God and say, Jesus, I make you the center of my life, my family, my business. Lord, forgive me where I've been ashamed of your name. Forgive me where I've just settled for less. But right now, King Jesus, You're the name we're lifting high. King Jesus, you're the name we're lifting high. Let's just sing this song and lift your heart and and just let Jesus be at the center. We're going to lift you high, Jesus. Oh, King Jesus. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.